Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. News Radio 1200 WOAI is available everywhere you want to listen on our free iHeartRadio app. Download it now. 1200 or 800 383 9624. And now, Joe Pags. Hi, right, great to have you here. Welcome to the program. Thanks. It is the Joe Pags Show. as well on a Monday. It's a Motown Monday. Junior Walker's shotgun. One eight hundred three eight three nine six two four. Glad to have you along for the ride. Lots to get to. It was a busy weekend. So, Paula, what you go out and do like eight eight different shows every weekend uh, with the DJ stuff? So you make like all the money. <laughs> and by the way, you could turn it up just a little bit. Just you, nothing else. We're, we're, we're actually in a different studio. It's cool. It's the Joe Pag studio, and, and that's awesome. And we're just going to be tweaking and working out some gremlins in the machinery. Glad to have you along for the ride. And, and uh, you know, if you hear us talking about levels and stuff during the program, it's a little extra inside baseball. And, and Polo, we will not charge them extra for this, right? Okay, so that's good. Actually, you sound good there. Don't change anything. But but do me a favor. When you start the music, try not to try not to, to have it anywhere near as loud as it just was. I'm just I'm just putting it out there. And again, we're tweaking it as we go, because it's fun that way. One eight hundred three eight three nine six two four. Again, busy weekend. I did have pizza day on Saturday, and uh, it was a good time. You know, we we had pizza day. But see, here's the problem. When you've got oh, by the way, Carrie's off today, so it's going to be a really good show. Um, here's the problem. When you have four children and two grandchildren, if everybody doesn't get invited, and if we don't work around everybody's schedule, somebody's going to be in trouble. And that somebody, generally speaking, is going to be dead. Just because. I'm the easy target. So we went Saturday, had some pizza, and it was good. Paul, have you tried this this place, Stout's Pizza, over there um, um, off of 1604? I've never heard of it. I've never heard of it. Yeah, not not bad. I'm telling you, pretty good stuff. And, and we're sitting in there, so I get a text. I posted a picture of CJ, my eldest daughter, and, and me, and Gabby at, at the pizza place. And we're eating the pizza. So, of course, I get a text from Sam, my second oldest daughter, who says, I'm sorry, you had pizza day and I wasn't invited? Well, well, Sam, we knew that you were working. Sam actually was literally working. So we couldn't do it then. Oh, well, what time did you go? When did you plan this? Everybody take a deep breath and calm down. We will not exclude you from pizza day if at all it's possible for you to be there. Have, have I, I've made myself pretty clear, right? That's the way the pizza day is going to work. 
If you're around, if you're available, you come with. If not, we're going to have pizza without you, and we're going to go ahead and post some pictures. But I love you like crazy. All right. So having said that, watching everything that goes on in the world, and you got a peace march in Turkey that was blown up by ISIS is now taking credit for it. And you've got you know Obama on 60 Minutes yesterday uh, getting finally some tough questions from Steve Croft, not that it really did much. But you've got that going on, and, and his leadership is being questioned by, by Vladimir Putin over in Syria. And you've got um, black versus white and white versus Hispanic and Hispanic versus uh, American Indian. And you got all this crap going on. And it was nice to be at the pizza place, just sitting there eating some pizza, enjoying some company. And next to us was a pretty big party. And the party was sitting there, and it was somebody's birthday. So as they're eating the pizza, they're all singing happy birthday. And, you know, it just makes you, it makes you realize that life does, in fact, go on. We don't always have to be at each other's throats. We don't always have to allow those who are in power, the power structure, to divide us. We don't have to do that. It's not somehow required of us as a people. And it was really nice just to, just to be away from it and just enjoy some company. And that's what we did. And, uh, but, but there was some controversy. Because we got there, and, and it's, it's my wife and me, so that's two. Um, Gabby, CJ, that's four. Um, CJ's children, Bailey and, and Ollie, that's, that's six. But Bailey and Ollie aren't going to even need a slice together. Ollie doesn't need anything. He's a little tiny kid, two months old, three months old. Um, then you got Gia and, uh, and Mesa, our niece that we're watching. And so it's, it's eight people, but most of those people are not even going to eat a slice. So really it's five people that are going to have two or three slices each. If I do some quick math, two slices each is going to be ten. Ten slices. Um, three slices each will be fifteen. Now, I had five or six, something like that. I think it was five. So, so throw in a, a couple extra. I'm thinking three pizzas at eight, eight slices each is plenty. But for some reason, I had to get four pizzas. I don't know why. Even when I quiet, I said, hey, why are we getting four pizzas? And the answer was, well, we're not going to have enough. So, of course, after we got done eating the pizza, there was some of the third pizza left, and then we had a whole fourth pizza left. And, and trust me when I say, because I'm the frugal one in the house, trust me when I say, I will make these people eat that pizza all week long. Oh, that pizza's going to get eaten. But he's throwing it out there. And they didn't ask me. They didn't even know I was there. I didn't say a word to anybody. But, but if you want a good pizza, not bad over there, the Stout's Pizza. Now, Paul, you're a pizza eater, right? I've seen you eat pizza, I think, at my house. I have before, yes. So, I mean, it's not bad. It's more of a New York-style pizza, which is different than than the usual sort of fast delivery pizza, which is nothing wrong with Domino's or Papa John's. I mean, I like those those places, too, like Pizza Hut. But uh, this is more the, of a homemade. Yeah, I actually kind of prefer the New York-style. So maybe go give it a shot. I, I just might. I'm telling you, there's an interesting voice processor on you. You actually might be able to get a job. That's pretty good. Maybe it's actually how I really sound compared to... <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> For 10 years, we haven't heard how you really sound. There you go. That would be interesting. It's uh, 1-800-383-9624. 1-800-383-9624. Do you ever get all mired in, in the in the crap? you ever get all mired in... Oh, you had the 20th anniversary of the Million Man March, and today is in Columbus Day, it's Indigenous Peoples Day, and and, uh, and the internment camps this, and, and the transgenders that, and you have to be with the GLBT and the XYZQ people. And if you don't do this over here, and if you don't admit that, if you're not tolerant with that thing over there, if you don't treat animals, animals like they're, they're people, um, then, then you're a bad person. You ever get away from that and then realize that life really is the same if we don't get mired in that crap? Then trust me, in the next two and a half, three hours, 
I'm going to get you mired in the crap. I mean, don't don't misunderstand me. We're going to talk about the Million Man March or what Jeremiah Wright said. We're going to talk about Seth Rogen going after Ben Carson because it's like open season on Ben Carson in the United States. We're going to do all that stuff. But does anything ever just bring you back to reality? There I was eating pizza Saturday, and yes, it was my it was my cheap meal, um, and I was pretty good the rest of the day. I mean, I had a big I had like a ham and cheese sub, but it wasn't you know outrageous. Um, you ever have something happen where it just snaps you out of it and you go, you know what? The whole world isn't coming to an end and it isn't going to hell in a handbasket. There are people singing happy birthday over here eating pizza. Uh, I, I think that snapped me into it or snapped me out of it for a bit. Then, of course, I went home and I got all, you know, angst filled again and I put on, you know, TV and try to and try to get away from it with sports. But it's always popping up on your device and what bad news is happening there and what did Hillary Clinton say about the email over there and Obama's going to be on over here. So, I mean, I, I, I got back into it, unfortunately. But it was really nice just to detox. Have you had a situation like that recently? Maybe it was the state fair. Maybe you went to go see a movie. Maybe you had a nice night out with the family. Have you had something like that recently that got you away from this crap that we seem to be mired in all the time? And, oh, by the way, later on we'll talk about how CNN, I guess, is changing the rules for the Democrat debate that's going to happen tomorrow. The rules, I guess they had one set of rules for uh, for the Republicans, hosted by Jake Tapper. Now Anderson Cooper, he he's decided he's not going to do what Tapper did. You know why? Because the Democrats. So we'll talk about that, too. Before we get there, though, have you had a day where you just said, man, this is nice. We're playing soccer. We're at the beach. We're smelling roses, whatever, where you just didn't worry about how stupid things are uh, in the world today. 1-800-383-9624, JoePags.com. Coming right back. I'm glad to have you here, Motown Monday, Joe Pag Show, one eight hundred three eight three. 9624. Do you ever just get away from it all? Leave the angst behind? And has it ever happened where it sort of dawned on me on Saturday? Has it ever happened to where you're sitting there and you go, you know what? Life still is okay. You know, they're singing happy birthday next door. We're all having some pizza, hanging out with family and friends. Nothing wrong with that. And you know what? You know, we'd have to worry about ISIS. And we didn't have to worry about about some stupid policy by by some stupid uh, member of government. Just have some pizza. Relax a little bit. I wonder if you've had that. A lot of people starting to call in, and they have had that. 1-800-383-9624. I've invited a former baseball player on the program. Not sure if he'll be able to do it today. Uh, Steve Sachs, who we've had on many times. And uh, I became a fan of his when he was with the... um when he was with the Yankees. But, of course, he played with the Dodgers for a long time. We've had him in studio before, and I haven't reached out in a while, so hopefully it'll get through to him. I'd love to have him on to talk about this Chase Utley thing. Now, Paul, you're not a big baseball guy, right? No, not really. Um, did you see the slide, though, even though you're not into baseball? Yes, yes, and it kind of reminded me of, of uh, when I did play baseball, like in, in Little League, and my coach told me to run over the catcher. Come on, really? Yeah. And I felt I was, bad because I, I saw the guy the next week and he was on crutches. So, Dude. Yeah. What's the matter with you? I was safe, though. Well, that's all that matters, I guess. Yeah. This was an odd play. This was the um, the Dodgers versus the Mets the other night. And Chase Utley, I'm not a fan of. I'm not not a fan of. I'm not, I'm not a real Dodger guy. 
Uh, I'm a New York Yankee fan. Um, I also like some other teams, but the Dodgers, eh, here or there. I mean, back in the 70s when it was the Dodgers versus the Yankees, I hated the Dodgers when it was Tommy Lasorda. They were a great team, but I was not a big fan. Um, Chase Utley goes into second base to try to break up, and he did end up breaking up the the, um, the double play. He goes into, an, was it Ruben Tejada? Is that his name? I think it was. Um he goes into second base, but doesn't really go into second base. He goes right past the base, never touching the base, and does a barrel roll into um, Tejada. And I'm like, dude. And he broke the guy's leg. That's it. He's out for the playoffs. He's out should the should the Mets continue to to win and and go to the league championship series. He's out. You know, if they end up going to the World Series somehow, he's just out. Guy broke his leg. And then he runs off the field because he's like, you know, I know that I'm out. And he just runs off the field. And then to add insult to injury, they go and check the video and they say, well, Tejada never never tagged him. So Chase Utley's actually safe. I'm like, what? And they let him get back on base. He never touched second base, ever. He never touched second base. And somehow they gave him second base. So they lose the player. He's out with a broken leg. And then they give Utley second base, even though he rolled way out of the baseline. Now, what came down as a punishment was a two-game suspension. But at last I heard, and, and I don't know if this uh, still is holding up, and I'll keep an eye on it as we go. But last I heard, um, they were going to let him play tonight because he's appealing the suspension. So I'm not sure I get it. If I can get a baseball player on, uh, former or current, I'll get him on, and we'll talk about this and find out. And again, it's not a sports show. That's not what I'm saying. But you don't have to be into sports to know that somebody you know, took a dive at somebody else and broke his leg playing baseball, and the guy still gets to play tonight. I find that to be odd. So we'll do that as well. But before we do that, I'm asking you, even online right now, do you ever just get away from it all, leave the angst behind? It happened to me on i'm writing this as oh no the people love this is this is a big ratings getter for me when, when i do this on uh, live on, on on the air it happened to me on saturday while eating pizza with the fam so no politics no angst no obama has <laughs> did no obama you and then we'll see what people think. If you'd like to comment on that, just stop by JoePags.com, J-O-E-P-A-G-S dot C-O-M. Click on Facebook. You'll see that uh, the question that I just wrote there, or I'll put it up on Twitter as well if you prefer Twitter. I- I'm more of a Facebook guy, to be honest with you. Let me go to the phone lines, and Jason is in Minnesota. Jason, what's going on? Hi. Hey, Jason, you're on the air. Polo, I'm thinking he can't hear me. Jason, you're on the air. Hi. Yep, no way he can hear me. I'm going to put him back on hold. And there you go. Jason, we'll try it again. Hello. Yeah, we're going to be working out these these gremlins, I can tell. 1-800-383-9624. 1-800-383-9624. I'll try this one. Jason, have I got you there? Yeah, nothing. All right. And again, brand new studio. Hey, it's the Joe Pags. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. 
At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. That's all good. Paula, just to let you know, I'm hearing, I think maybe line two, I'm hearing some sort of white noise now, but it's definitely not the, it's definitely not the telephone that I'm hearing. You turn something up and I can hear it, but it's not the telephone. Just helping you out there. All right, so how do you get away from it all? Violet says, fishing is my detox. Fishing is my detox. 1-800-383-9624. And again, I think I'm going to start trying to do that every weekend. I don't think I'll be able to do it during the week um, at all. I don't think I'll be able to do that during the week. But if I can get a moment on the weekend to where there's no angst, to where there's no, uh, you know, politics and and uh, legal wrangling and and you know who's going to be the speaker and all that crap that would be good i think it'd be great to be honest with you and again paul i'm hearing myself on, on a phone line or something just shut off whatever you turned on that's just giving me white noise in my ear 1-800-383-9624 1-800-383-9624 it is columbus day columbus came here in 1492 it's a federal holiday, but there are some states and some of the cities that you're in that don't celebrate Columbus Day. They celebrate Indigenous Peoples Day. And we have to celebrate that because we are told to be accepting, tolerant, and politically correct. We must say that Columbus was bad, Europeans are bad, and those people who were here were all good. And how dare we come here? And um, and do what we did. How dare we cannot celebrate Columbus? He was a rapist, and he was a pillager, and he was a murderer. And, and, and of course, um, you know, you, you got to take a minute to use your brain and realize that we do something called Thanksgiving every November next month. Millions upon millions of us will do it. We'll travel far and wide to get near um, our loved ones. And I got to tell you something: we celebrate on that day. The partnership between the new settlers and the American Indians that were here. That's what we do. Now, if Columbus came here and killed all the indigenous people, why do American Indians still exist? If the settlers and the the colonists all came here and killed the indigenous people, why are they still here? Why do we celebrate Thanksgiving, which is us thanking God for, for the food and the drink and the companionship? There were American Indians sitting at that table along with the settlers. The idea that we came here, just killed everybody, took the land, didn't happen. But we, for some reason, in this day and age, have to pretend that's exactly what happened. And if we don't, then we're somehow on the wrong end of, of history. It doesn't make sense. Polo, should I try the phone again or you don't, you don't want to try it? Go ahead, try to get through that. <laughs> try to get. See what happens. Because something good could happen, right? Maybe. Let me go to Teresa and Yakima. Teresa, can you hear me? No, whatever you're turning up is not the phone, Polo. I mean, I know that you know it looks like it is, but it's not. Um, because they're just not hearing me. I'm gonna try it one more time. Hey, Jay. Yeah, it's not that's not the phone pot. I'm just saying that's not the right fader. 1-800-383-9624. 1-800-383-9624. Now, let me ask you a dumb question while we're on the air across the country. Can you hear them when I talk to them? I can't hear them. 
Okay, so we're, we're definitely not pressing the right button. Not that you've done anything wrong. We're just figuring out. Let me tell you something. When we're done doing the rehearsal, tonight's show is going to be awesome. 1-800-383-9624. All right, so Columbus Day versus Indigenous Peoples Day. I want to hear about that from you. I'm going to talk about some places. Uh, and we're being heard in some of these places that do Indigenous Peoples Day. And uh, we'll take your calls on that. Yep, if you're in Minnesota, we're talking about you. Yep, if you're in Oregon, we're talking about you. We're going to talk about this. We're going to, we're going to settle it here once and for all. And I still do have time to talk to you about what it is you do to get away from it all. 1-800-383-9624, JoePags.com. Great to have you here. Welcome to the program. Thanks. It's the Joe Pag Show. Great radio stations all over the place. 1-800-383-9624. 1-800-383-9624. dot com. Glad to have you along for the ride. couple of things on tap. Do you ever just realize, you know, thank goodness I'm just away from it all for, for a minute here. That's what happened to me on Saturday. Plus, plus... Um, I don't know. I don't know how you do a barrel roll into a guy at second base in a baseball game. I mean, I get that you're trying to break up the um, uh, the, the the double play. I understand that. I played baseball for a long time in my life. But you try to break it up, but you still have to be in reach of the bag. And then the guy gets up and runs off the field, and then he runs back on the field. They gave him second base. It was weird. Um, Chase Utley is the guy from the Dodgers, and it looks like he's probably going to be able to play tonight because he's, he's for some reason, he well, I know what the reason is, he's, He's um, challenging this punishment. Come on, we all saw it. What's the challenge? 1-800-383-9624, plus getting away from it all. Let me grab um, line two. Paula, you want to grab line two and AJ? Let's see if it works. AJ! Big time Motown, Joe. Can you hear me? I can, but, man, you're really, really loud. Paula, turn him down. I'm hearing myself in an echo. All right, AJ, what's going on? Oh, nothing much, big timer. Hey, I heard you click in, but it clicked out, but uh, it's working now, big timer. It is working. I can hear you. How are you, my friend? Now, what what the hell's going on with the Cincinnati Bengals? My goodness. Oh, man, them Bengals, boy, they they, they, they scared me there for a minute. But like I I told you, I ain't going to talk about them Bengals now. Because uh, <laughs> I don't want to jinx my boys, man. Like them Astros, man, I don't know what happened to them, but the fat lady ain't sung yet. We got one. No, nope, it, it ain't over. It ain't over till it's over, AJ. Hey, did you see your your, your boy uh, President Obama last night on 60 Minutes? Man, was that a joke or was that a joke? You got to be kidding me. The most dangerous thing is climate change. Are you kidding me? Come on. He, he says it. He says it every time he's in front of a camera. It's the weirdest thing. And and you know, Steve Croft went after him a little bit. And I was like, all right, Croft might really go after him. And then Obama says, well, what else you got? You know, like he's a, like he's a badass. Look, I'm not getting it. Okay, President Obama, I'm not. I'm not getting that you're a badass. I'm getting that everything you've touched in six and a half years has turned to crap. So stop acting like you. And then he says he would be reelected. And then the worst, the worst part about it, he didn't yank him like he would have did a Republican. He laid off others because he did get him for a minute there saying, man, Putin whooping your butt up and down the street, man. Right. What are you doing? Well, I mean, what's you what in there? I'm giving him that crazy look. And then he said it again. And but then he laid off of him, as they always do, big time, Joe. I'm like, come on, people. What? What is it that this, this 
guy got to do for y'all to understand that he didn't fail in the seven years he's been there. Then he got to talking about all oh, the Republicans and uh, Donald Trump and all them. They all crazy. Well, people, when they next time they say that, just put the Dems on that platform because we all got our senses together. And for what we watching them and they running the country and look at the country. Look at what ISA did. I know ISA took the responsibility of that turkey hit. You know that, don't you? The ISA, oh, no, they did. They took responsibility already, yes. Yes, sir. They took responsibility. But climate change is the problem. I mean, come on, people. Wait, this is big time, Joe. This is a joke. Oh, hey, hey what you said? What I do to relax, the old lady be fussing at me. That's why I can't be watching half of the stuff half the time. So I be. <laughs> All right. So, no, no, that, before I let you go, that's what I was going to ask. What do you, do you ever just think to yourself, wow, I didn't think about politics for a half an hour? Yeah, I can't because I be fussing with her half the time, so I don't get on politics <laughs> then. So she be on me. You're always watching that Fox News day. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. No, I'm with you. I'm absolutely with you. That happened for me on Saturday. All right, we love you, AJ. We'll talk to you soon. All right, big time. I love you, man. All right, all right, man. We we appreciate AJ every single time. Open line now. One eight hundred three eight three. 9624 9624 Nancy, line one in Minnesota. Nancy, what do you do on uh, uh, just to get away from it all? You got to turn the radio down, Nancy. Yeah, got to turn the radio down. Now, nah, let's put her back on hold, Polo. Let's go back to uh, the phone line. It's going to be Ken uh, in Minnesota on line five. Hi, Ken. What's going on? All right, let's let's put him back on hold too. All right, let's 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 reset it everything right now. Listen to me clearly. When you call in, because I love you guys, the only way I'm going to be able to talk to you is if you get the radio down. If you got the radio up, you're actually hearing the show on delay. You're like, well, why is it on delay? Because if somebody accidentally drops an S bomb or an F bomb or something, we have to have the ability to press a delay button. We have to be able to say no, you know, dump that. Um, so so when you call in, you can't listen to the show on your radio you have to listen to the show on your on your headset or right there on your phone okay uh, and, and again you haven't done anything wrong it's just we can't communicate if you're listening to me 30 seconds or 40 seconds on delay 1-800-383-9624 right back to it let's go to line four and thomas in yakima hi thomas hey thomas what's happening hey how are you doing there joe I'm just hearing myself in a big fat echo, but other than that, I'm I'm doing great. How are you? Okay, I'm doing good. I wanted to tell you, we got away from it all here the past couple of days, uh, four or five days, uh, hiking the mountains up here, doing some elk hunting, and, uh, you know, didn't really care if I shot anything or not, but it was just good to get away. And uh, I thought also what was relevant, that our indigenous brothers, uh, after our hunting season, which is six days long, uh, they get to come up here and shoot elk all winter long. Oh, really? So, 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 if you're if you're if you're Native American, you get to keep on shooting elk even outside of hunting season. Oh yeah, they can hunt up here on state land for all winter long, in which they do. I'm I'm right up here in the mountains, and uh, yeah, at the end of our season, about mid November, uh, they come up here and they can blow away as many elk as they want. And the bad thing is. They shoot cows, which are carrying calves at that time, and also they shoot bulls, cut the antlers off, and uh, just leave them lay. Uh, And we sustain these elk. We have an elk feeding station about a mile down from our house, and uh, we pay for all that hay. And those elk weren't here when uh, their, their glorious ancestors were out here at Bows and Arrows. 
so I, yeah, I, I thought that was relevant. Thomas, I got you. I appreciate the phone call. Thank you. Open line now at one eight hundred three eight three nine six two four one eight hundred three eight three nine six two four. Let's try uh, Nancy once again in Minnesota. Hi, Nancy. What's going on on line one? Now you're gonna have to let Nancy go. She's just listening on the radio, and and that's that's cool. Uh, Nancy, we love you. We'll talk to you again next time. Let me uh, let me grab Stephanie in in Buda. Stephanie, what's going on? Hi. I'm sorry. Stephanie, you're on the air. Hi. Hi. I'm What's sorry. happening? It's okay. I was just calling to tell you what I do to unplug it all. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What, what, what do you do to get away from it all? Let me hear you. I just sing. I love singing. You sing? Yeah. Awesome. Well, That's sing it. for me. You got a minute. You're on the radio. Let's go. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, let's see. It's by Susan Dudeski. It's called It Hurts So Bad. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I miss the arms that used to hold me. Yeah. The tender way we used to kiss. We How's that? <laughs> oh, it's awesome. Uh, it sounds wonderful. I think that I would get away from it all, too, if I could sing like that. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Stephanie, beautiful. Listen, I appreciate the phone call. I'm getting a weird echo in my ear, so I'm going to have to let you go. I appreciate you taking the time. Open line now at 1-800-383-9624. 1-800-383-9624. Um, uh, again, uh, we're in a new studio. It's beautiful. We love it. The, the engineers have done an amazing job. Just, just working out a little bit of the kinks here and there. Um, again, for those calling in. By all means, turn the radio down once you get connected and then just listen in your phone. Even if you're not hearing anything in the phone, you should. But even if you're not, that's cool. Just stay with it, and, and I'll get you on the on the line uh, momentarily. Or if you need to turn up the radio a little bit, you can. But once you hear me click in, you're going to have to shut it off. This way we can get as many people in as possible. Indigenous Peoples Day. Uh, just it's stunning to me that we that we have something called that instead of Columbus Day. Am I against Indigenous Peoples Day? Yeah, I kind of am. I would be for... American Indian Day, I'd be for Native American Day, but Indigenous Peoples Day? The idea that they came out of what? Rocks and dirt and grass? They just showed up? I would like to know the lineage. I'd like to know the history of how the quote-unquote indigenous people came here. And who did they conquer to get here? You know, the idea that we're supposed to, we're the only people on earth who have to feel sorry for how we came to be. I'm not sure I understand that. Nobody in Mexico is sorry for how they, they came to be. Nobody in Canada is sorry for how they showed up. Nobody is sorry, you know, over in the Middle East. They go in, they, they create. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. They, they colonize and say, hey, here we are. You know, and, and more than 500 years later, after... Christopher Columbus sailed the, the 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 seas of blue. More than 500 years later, we've got a great society. Not even arguably, it's the best country on planet Earth. Yet we're supposed to walk around their tail between our legs, going, "I'm really sorry, man. Sorry we did all that. 
So I'll give you the story about Indigenous Peoples Day, where it's happening, who actually celebrates that instead of Columbus Day, and I'll tell you why they're stupid. 1-800-383-9624, 1-800-383-9624, JoePags.com. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pags Show. Steve Lamb Morris, Stevie Wonder, Saginaw, Michigan. Bring it, Stevie. Glad to have you here the Joe Pag Show for a Motown Monday. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Indigenous Peoples Day. From the Associated Press out of Albuquerque, New Mexico from earlier today. More cities are recognizing Native Americans on Columbus Day this year as they revive a movement to change the name of the holiday to celebrate the history and contributions of indigenous cultures around the country. As the U.S. observes Columbus Day on Monday today, it will also be Indigenous Peoples Day in at least nine cities for the first time this year, including Albuquerque, Portland, Oregon, St. Paul, Minnesota, and Olympia, Washington. Encouraged by city council votes in Minneapolis, and Seattle last year, Native American activists made a push in dozens of cities in recent months to get local leaders to officially recognize the second Monday of October as Indigenous Peoples Day. Their success was mixed. The campaigns say the federal holiday honoring Christopher Columbus and the parades and pageantry accompanying it overtook a painful history of, col- of colonialism, overlooked it is, of colonialism, enslavement, discrimination, and land grabs that follow the Italian explorers' 1492 arrival in the Americas. The indigenous holidays or holiday takes into account the history and contributions of Native Americans for a more accurate historical record, activists have argued. Why can't you have both Columbus Day and then some other day in the year can be Indigenous Peoples Day or better Native American Day or even better American Indian Day? They still exist. Many of you listening might, in fact, be American Indian. You exist. I mean, I'm not sure I understand. Why does it have to be one or the other? And why is the history of of Christopher Columbus being rewritten by people who say this happened? They don't have a record of it. And the fact is, without that, that exploration, paid for by Spain, by the way, but the hired you know sailor was Christopher Columbus, without that, we don't have the country we have today. Now, I know for a fact that some American Indians would love to see everybody leave and they get everything back. Well, here's a little something for you. That's not going to happen. Okay, that's not going to happen. There are special laws. There is special reservation land. Native Americans, American Indians have special laws and rights even beyond what Americans have. I'm not sure I understand what else is necessary. What else do you want? Name a day after us. Okay, fine. You know, July 27th. I mean, okay, just pick one. Anything other than Columbus Day. We're supposed to not teach our children that Christopher Columbus came here in 1492. And he didn't come here. He didn't discover the place. Discover European discovery. Of course, it had been discovered already by the so-called indigenous people that came from somewhere. They didn't grow out of trees. The Vikings had been here centuries earlier. So, I mean, should the Vikings apologize? Well, how about the Mayans and the Aztec who, who were brutally 
brutally violent, cutting hearts out, killing people. How about that? Are we mad at them? What are we going to do? Why is it that the only bad people are from Europe? Why is that? I, I'm truly, you know, completely and utterly befuddled by it. Yet somehow we feel better about calling it Indigenous Peoples Day. Uh, it continues, by the way, the story does. For the Native community here, Indigenous Peoples Day means a lot. We're actually, we actually have something, said Nick Estes of Albuquerque, who is coordinating a celebration Monday today after the city council recently issued a proclamation. We understand it's just a proclamation, but at the same time, we also understand this is the beginning of something greater, he said. Native Americans are the nation's smallest demographic, making up about 2% of the U.S. population. In recent decades, a significant number of tribal members have moved from reservations to urban areas, where a large, uh, a large majority live today. The shift makes cities, resolutions, and proclamations more meaningful, Estes said. Congress set aside the second Monday of October as a federal holiday honoring Columbus in 1934. Over the years, Native Americans have slowly begun winning more recognition around the day. South Dakota renamed Columbus Day to Native American Day in 1990 and has been an official state holiday ever since. Berkeley, California has observed Indigenous Peoples Day since 1992. Uh, can somebody please explain to me why both can't exist? Why is that? Let me go to the phone lines here. Let me say hello and welcome to Dan on line five in Minnesota. Hi, Dan. Hi, Dan. What's happening? Hey, this is Dan. Yeah, line five. Dan, what's going on? Yeah, this is Dan from Minnesota. Um, I got a little say about the indigenous day. As far as I know, the uh, scientists told us that the cradle of civilization all came from one pinpoint spot in Africa. They could trace everybody's ancestries through their chromosomes and everything back to that one spot. So... That means the only indigenous people in the world was the one person that life came from uh, in the part of Africa. And then they went up through Europe. There was a land bridge from northern Europe over to northern America. And that's how everything got over to America. So I kind of agree with you. Indigenous to me is like an oxymoron. I mean, no, what, no, it really what, is. what the heck is indigenous? Well, I don't know, because it's hard to explain. I mean, there were people in all places, you know, every place on Earth right now at one point had different people. All sorts of people have been all over the place, and we have to we have to figure out who the first people were. I don't know that we can. Maybe we should have that one dude from Africa Day. Maybe we can do that. <laughs> that works. All right, brother. I, pre- I appreciate it. Dan, thank you. I appreciate you taking the time. The one dude from Africa Day. We all can be traced back to Africa. Okay? Nobody should celebrate anything. The, the fact is, you know, uh, Americas, the Americas, are named after Amerigo Vespucci. Maybe we should take that away, too, and call it some dude from Africa, um, you know, sailed around the uh, around North and South America, and we'll call it some dude na- uh, in Africa, the United States of some dude in Africa. Maybe you can do that. Because at some point, got to get our heads out of our asses and realize we can either understand our history, we can celebrate the fact that we have a great nation today, we have a great nation because we've done something, We've actually got rid of slavery. We've actually included everybody, American Indians and everybody else who's come here. We've included everybody in a wonderful, vast melting pot. And instead of feeling bad about it, we should say, hey, look, we're the example for the rest of the world. Show me the diversity in Saudi Arabia. Show me the diversity in the Palestinian area. Show me the diversity there. Show me the diversity in Libya, in Yemen. Show me some diversity there. Show me the diversity in Mexico, for God's sakes. No, we've got all this great diversity, a wonderful melting pot, but still, we're raised to hate everybody. We should hate everything. 
Well, I'm not going to fall for it. 1-800-383-9624. 1-800-383-9624. JoePags.com. Coming right back. Stay here. This is the Joe Pags Show. Joe Pags show. Call 210-737-1200 or 800-383-9624. And now, Joe Pags. Yes, indeed you do. Glad to have you here. Wonderful radio stations across the land. iHeartRadio. I know you're out there, too. It is the Joe Pags show. For a Monday. That's a Motown Monday. Pleasure to have you here. Thanks. 1-800-383-9624. Lots to get to. Lots to talk about. J-O-E-P-A-G-S dot com. Steve Sachs says that he can do it. I just have to figure out when to get him on. Um, I, he's going to be mad that he said yes. He said, sure thing, Joe. <laughs> Let me know when. I'm like, how about in a half an hour? Uh, Paulo, is that is not enough time to give like a, a former superstar baseball player? Probably not. But he was cool about it, though. I mean, Dude, we have to do something about the processing of your voice. I mean, you, you either sound really good or you don't sound like yourself at all. What does that mean? I mean, you're feeling well, right? Yeah, as far as you know. <laughs> what? As far as I know. What? Um, oh, so TJ wants me to play some Aretha for Motown Monday. Uh, no, she she did not. Um, she she was not on Motown, as far as I know. See, as far as you know. No, I think that uh, Aretha Franklin recorded on Atlantic Records, didn't she? As far as you know. <laughs> You're not helping. Oh, sorry. Uh, Aretha Franklin, uh, Motown. Let's see. Do 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 do. Atlantic Records. Read the record biography, right. huh? Atlantic Records. Yeah, it's Atlantic Records. I mean, she yeah. was not on Motown. Right. So, uh, yeah, he says that he went to the Motown Museum on Grand, West Grand Boulevard, uh, Boulevard in Detroit, and you trip over Aretha memorabilia. No. I mean, if you do, they they were just paying homage to the fact that she's from Detroit, but she wasn't on Motown. See, Motown Monday is the record label, not necessarily the city. But they're one and the same. Weird. 1-800-383-9624. We've already talked about Indigenous Peoples Day, right? Those just, where's Carrie today? Those just joining Carrie is off today because she doesn't care about you people. Well, that is what she said, right? Uh, I'm not going to say that. Yeah, but I mean, you might not say it, but that's what she said. Let, let's just be honest. Carrie doesn't care. You were right. Exactly. Exactly what I'm saying. Um, 1-800-383-9624, Indigenous Peoples Day. Look, if you want to have a Native American Day or an American Indian Day, I'm not against having special days for special people. But the problem, the rub here is you have to get rid of Columbus Day to make the people happy about Indigenous Peoples Day. You can't have them both because if you had them both, then you'll act like Columbus actually did something good. And you know what? Columbus did do something good. We have a great society today. We have a wonderful country today. The best, the most exceptional on planet Earth. 
And that would not have happened had the exploration not happened. Oh, how many people were killed? I don't know. How many were killed? How many settlers were killed? How many of the indigenous people, the quote-unquote indigenous people, got along with the settlers and welcomed them and they were all getting along until the violent Native Americans or American Indians showed up? Whose fault really was it? And again, those people who just want, oh, uh-uh, 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 nope, you just got to get up and leave. Really? You want 320 million people to get up and leave? Where do you want us to go? We built this place. I'm indigenous of this country. But yet 500 some odd years later, 520 years later, we have to act like, well, Columbus, only bad, American Indians, only good, and you must change the day. Can't have both. By the way, those of you who are in leadership in the cities I mentioned, St. Paul, you're listening. Minneapolis, considering it. Portland, Oregon, you're listening. Stop it. Stop it. If you hate this country so much and how it was built and how we got here, go your ass somewhere else. Stop it. All right, so we go from there to another, uh, another story of stupidity that lacks common sense and lacks any logic whatsoever. Connecticut School District bans Halloween to accommodate cultural beliefs. This is something called e- EAG News out of Milford, Connecticut, written by Kyle Olson. Now, I am not familiar with this website. This website, however, was being promoted by Drudge. So that's why I went with it, okay? Oh, they're calling it Education Research Reporting Analysis and Commentary Powered by Education Action Group Foundation. That's what the that's what the about says, okay? So here's a story written by Kyle Olson out of Milford, Connecticut. The Connecticut School District is banning Halloween in an effort to be inclusive. The- it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Toria Johansson, a mother of a third grader at Live Oaks School in Milford Public School, says she received a letter stating the school's decision to no longer recognize Halloween, quote, arose out of a out of numerous incidents of child of children being excluded from activities due to religion, cultural beliefs, etc. The Connecticut Post reports the school is discontinuing a popular costume parade, banning students and staff from wearing costumes on the day and is rebranding October 31st as fall themed. What's fall themed? And if that's not bad enough, Michelle Obama's school lunch rules are impacting the lack of fun. Food is not an option for classroom activities, according to the school's letter. Quote, I think it's crazy, she tells the paper. I don't understand why other avenues weren't pursued to accommodate any families or children who felt excluded, she adds. I don't think we're excluding anybody, Johansson insists. I think they're excluding themselves. She and over 350 other parents have signed a petition calling on the school district to restore the fun and allow children to walk in the parade. Quote, these are our American customs and traditions, and we should not have to give them up because others find them offensive. The petition at change.org reads, I'm so tired of my kids missing out on some of the things we all got to do as children and are some of the greatest childhood memories I have due to others saying they find it offensive. Jim Riccatelli. 
chief operations officer for Milford Schools, tells the paper he has no direct knowledge about Live Oak's ban on Halloween, but claims such moves are out of concern for diversity. Quote, Milford Public Schools do have many children from diverse beliefs, cultures, and religions, he said. The goal is for children to feel comfortable and definitely not alienated when they come to school. Milford's move is not unprecedented. Last year, Channel 8 reported Newington, Connecticut, elementary schools were canceling traditional Halloween celebrations, quote, due to concerns that they exclude children whose families don't celebrate the holiday, end quote. Some parents accused the schools, Anna uh, Reynolds Elementary and Ruth Chafee Elementary, of bowing to political correctness from a small minority of families at the expense of their own children's fun. According to a letter sent to parents, the schools will replace Halloween with, quote, fall or harvest-themed celebrations. Those celebrations may include pumpkins, ghosts, witches, and happy Halloween signs in teachers' classrooms. What? Teachers are permitted to teach about the holiday, but the school cannot celebrate the holiday. That would imply an endorsement, according to the news station. I'm sorry, do people think Halloween is a religious holiday? Not in this country, it's not. I mean, it might be in your country, I don't know. But it's not here. So the idea that you've got to somehow cancel it because we are um, we're somehow alienating people who are from different cultures, this is what I take it to mean. The educators are saying to us, again, those who are smarter than we, those who are smarter than we are, are saying to us, we don't have culture. We don't have a, an indigenous culture, an American culture. What we have is nothing. So when we decide to do something that might even for a second look like it's American culture, we first have to genuflect to every other culture coming into America. Now, I don't know who the people are that will be excluded or felt excluded from Halloween celebrations. But I don't know. Let's just take a guess. I tell you what, I'll give you a hypothetical. I don't know this to be true, but let's hypothetically say somebody comes to the school and is, I don't know, a Muslim. And they say, hey, listen, in our religion, we don't celebrate this. In our culture, we don't celebrate this. And then in America, what we have to do out of political correctness and say, oh, damn, we better not do this at all then. Let's now say, I don't know, I get transferred to Saudi Arabia, and I take my family there, and my family goes to school, my, my daughters do. Do you think I can tell them, out of our culture, we don't wear the hajib, we don't wear burqas? In our culture, we celebrate Halloween on October 31st. Do you think we can tell the school system there on October 31st we're going to do a trick-or-treat in Saudi Arabia? You think we can tell them, hey, listen... Our kids and their religion, by the way, they're Christian. Nobody has a problem with that, right? Um, Our kids and our religion, we celebrate um, All Saints Day on November 1st. And we celebrate Easter. And we celebrate Christmas. And I, I suggest that you stop celebrating your holidays and you start celebrating our holidays or else we're excluded. Don't make us bring in the ACLU. They would laugh. They would laugh. It would be ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. I would never even purport to do that. You want to go live in Saudi Arabia? Do as they do. One in Rome, do as the Romans do. You can't say Romans, that's European. That's right, Europeans killed everybody. Dude, we've all gone nuts. Hey, Connecticut, get your head out of your ass. Celebrate Halloween. 
It's what we do. And as you have people coming from different cultures, sit them down and say, hey, welcome. We welcome you in with open arms. On October 31st, we do something called Halloween. Here's how it works. Why can't we educate them as to what our culture is? Why is it that we have to pretend we don't have one? I can't do it. I've got to be honest with you. I love our culture. And, and, it's, and it's what we do here. And you're here now. Stop it. It's like the whole Indigenous Peoples Day. Ah, oh, screw Columbus. Because some people say we shouldn't do that, then we shouldn't do that. Now we've got, can't do Halloween. Can't do Easter. Can't have a Christmas vacation. Got to be a holiday vacation or a winter vacation. You guys got to be out of your freaking minds. 1-800-383-9624. What happens if your kid comes home and says we can't celebrate Halloween anymore? 1-800-383-9624. JoePags.com. Coming right back. This is the Joe Pags Show. Absolutely right. Joe Pag Show on your radio. 1-800-383-9624. J-O-E-P-A-G-S.com. Love to hear from you. At some point, we have to put our feet down and say, you know what? We have a culture here. And, and the culture is a beautiful one. It is a wonderful one. It is an incredible culture. Jazz and rock and roll and, and, and bluegrass. I mean, the musics are incredible. Our food, from burgers to hot dogs to apple pie. And yeah, it's a, it's a combination of cultures from everywhere. It's wonderful. A culture of freedom, of liberty, of respect. Um, we're, we're a nation of good people. A couple of bad here and there, but we're a nation of good people. We have more inclusion and more respect and more, and, and more tolerance and more openness and, and, and so on than any other country anybody could name to me. Yet for some reason, we have to walk around feeling guilty about something. I have no guilt as an American. I don't. And people find that to be crazy. I should have some white guilt or some Italian guilt or, or some tall guy guilt or some, some, some big guy guilt or some big-footed people guilt. I don't know. It's strange. I'm supposed to have some kind of guilt, but I don't have it. And it's never going to happen. Because we've got a society here that allows us to, to be the best us we can be. And other societies, like it or not, other cultures, like it or not, don't necessarily allow for that. They're very restrictive. They tell you what you can and can't do and how it's going to happen. We have to stop bending over backward. You want to come here and you're from a different culture, whatever it happens to be, acclimate to ours. Enjoy ours. Or or live as your own culture without trying to step on ours. What's wrong with that? Why is that a bad thing? 1-800-383-9624. Let me go to the phone line, say hello, and welcome to Andy in Minnesota on line three. Andy, what's going on? Andy, turn the radio down and listen on right, right here. What's going on? Hey, Joe, how are you? I'm living the dream. What's going on, Andy? I am in Minnesota. I am not a Minneapolis resident. I'm going to lay that out right now. Okay. I am a, a suburb of, of the Twin Cities. Um the whole thing with the Indigenous Peoples Day and then the Halloween thing you were just talking about, oh, my gosh, we haven't had Halloween in our district schools 
for years. I think my son just graduated this last spring, and I think the last time he was able to wear a costume in our school was probably in first grade. And um, was that the excuse that you were given, that it's people from other culture wouldn't understand it or something? No, it just got, like, shifted into the fall holiday thing. We haven't had a Christmas break forever. They haven't been able to sing Christmas carols at the, at the holiday choir concerts um, for at least the last probably 10 or 11 years. Um, and I'm going to tell you right now, a lot of this, as Minnesota goes, so will the rest of the country when it comes to education. We do have a very good education system, but we pay through the nose. I'm going to tell you, with Minneapolis, I'm not surprised at all that they were the first ones to do this. Minneapolis, um, <laughs> talk about a liberal school district. They spend $22,000 per student per year, and they graduate less than 50%. Well, that's that's not that's not so good. By the way, St. Paul is the city that did it. Minneapolis looks like it's going to. Yeah, St. Paul's done it too. St. Paul also has a very interesting thing with their school district. They have a there's a consultant group out of California that's coming into all the the different school districts in in the state. Actually, my home district. I've been fighting with them to get the budget to find out how much we're paying this group. They're called the Pacific Education Group, and what they do. Um, basically, they're coming in to educate the educators about white privilege. And St. Paul School District is in a big uproar right now because they've changed their discipline, discipline policy based on race. If a child is misbehaving in class, the discipline that they get will be based on their race. If yeah, I've talked, I've talked about that on the show. No, you're right. We, no, I've talked about that on the show, and that's nuts. Um, so you guys, you guys as taxpayers have to you have your taxes stolen from you, have that siphoned out of your paycheck or out of your property taxes, and then you're now paying for people who hate white people to come into the district yep. and teach students about how horrible and horrific and how real white privilege is. Exactly, and they're rewriting history. They've been rewriting history for a while with the state standards all across the board. Um, they've been writing, rewriting U.S. history to leave out um, portions of the European side of it or to, like you said, with Columbus. Um, I've known for years, like I've had to have conversations with my kids as they're going through Columbus Day because they're telling us, you know, they're telling the kids how horrible he was and not talking about the fact that, you know, he was one of the ones, maybe not, he didn't discover the Americas, but he was one of the ones that was the precursor to the United States. And we do have a culture, we do have a history, and the kids need to know, people need to know history, because if we don't know history, we're bound to repeat it. And the whole thing with the school districts, let me, I'm, I'm in the middle of a major referendum battle with my own district right now, we're the only, we're the first known vote no group ever in our district. They're trying to push through a massive tax increase, they backloaded loans, it's just insane what they're doing. And they, if you really want to know what is being taught to their kids, you follow the money. You have to look at the budgets and find out what they're spending your money on. And they're all coming and asking for more and more and more and more and more because they're insatiable. And, and, and what's amazing, once they, once they get them, well, the, hold on a second. I want, I want to stop you a second because I, I appreciate where you're going. No, I appreciate where you're going, but but I, I've got to stop you because I want to include everybody who's listening. Absolutely. I want people to understand. I want people to understand what you're talking about. Our money is taken from us. If you don't pay your property taxes that go to uh, your school taxes, your property can be taken. Yep. It can be sold on the open market. You actually don't own anything if you don't pay these taxes. And once the taxes are paid, you have no say so whatsoever how they spend it. It's right. nuts the way the system works. And, and and again, if you're bringing people in to say that. 
people who look like me are somehow racist, and you have to assume that. You are not educators. You are haters. You are people who are part of a hate group. And and that should not be financed by anybody at a school district. People need to, really across the board, people really need to pay more attention to what's going on locally than they are with with what's happening with Trump and, and, and the presidential, because the local elections, the local your local stuff matters more to you personally than anything else. We're looking at down the road a thousand dollar tax increase minimally um, over the next ten years if this stuff goes through. There, I've had businesses left and right telling me they can't afford it. I have people telling me they can't afford it, but nobody understands really how important it is to make sure that your school boards have people on them that can fight this stuff, that are willing to research it, willing to speak up, and stand up for the people that elected them. i got to run here. I appreciate you. Thank you very much for the phone call, Andy. Open line 1-800-383-9624, JoePags.com. Coming right back. This is the Joe Pags Show. Hey, great to have you here. Welcome to the program. Thanks. It is with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Joe Pag Show. Great to have you here. 1-800-383-9624. Steve Sachs, the former Los Angeles Dodger, former New York Yankee, will be calling in in about an hour to talk about Chase Utley doing that barrel roll into, uh, I, I believe it was Ruben Tejada um, for the New York Mets. We'll talk about that why the guy would be able to to play while he's appealing. And um, I, I don't know. It just, to me, you want to take the guy out, but you don't want to do so and not be in reach of second base. Very odd play. If you're not, if you don't know what I'm talking about, he actually broke Tejada's leg sliding the other day, and he was um, suspended for two games. Well, he's going to play tonight, even though he's supposed to be suspended because he's appealing. So we'll talk about that. 1-800-383-9624. Last call on accommodating... Um, or acclimating to our culture or not acclimating. Let me go to Fred, who's in Michigan. Hi, Fred. Hello, Fred. Uh, actually, I tried to take it. Hold on. Uh, Polo, you take it. Fred, what's on your mind? Hi. Hey, uh, you know, uh, the second show I've listened to today where we talk about the uh, melting pot. Well, Okay, I, I don't listen to the other shows, but but tell me what you think. I think the melting pot was you came to America because the streets were paved in gold and you had a dream for your family and you came here and acclimated and assimilated and, you know, you blended in, you had your family traditions and you built from what we had here because you wanted better. You left a tyrannical government and a socialist, you know, engineered society to come here. Now, you want to turn the, you know, the pot of macaroni and cheese into, uh, you know, something else. You want it goat cheese, you want it uh, feta cheese, you want it, uh, you know, pepper jack. No, you came here because you wanted to be American and live in our culture. 
you're free to believe and practice your religion. You didn't come here to change the pot of macaroni. Well, actually, I think a lot of people did, Fred, and that's the problem here. And I appreciate you calling in. Thank you for taking the time. Uh, it, that that really is what what they came here to do. A lot of people that we're talking about came here. Um, I, I don't think it was a pot of macaroni, but it was a melting pot of something. It was like a like a fondue, I think. More, it was more like a more like a nice fondue. Um, a lot of people do think they can come here and install their own beliefs, install their own culture, and say the American culture is no good because and then list all the bad things we allegedly did. The American culture is no good because if the if the First Amendment means anything, then my expression is somehow more important than your expression. It's a very weird way to live. And I, for one, won't stay silent about it. And I won't be politically correct about it. I will welcome you with open arms, but if I invite you over for dinner and your religion says you can't eat steak or you can't eat macaroni or you can't have a salad, by all means, don't have steak, macaroni, or a salad. But you don't get to tell me I can't do it. That's stupid. It really is. 1-800-383-9624. 1-800-383-9624. I got to bring up the debate that's going to happen tomorrow, the Democrat debate. A lot of people are saying Democratic debate, but I can argue that all debates are Democratic. This is a Democrat debate from people from the Democrat Party. I mean, the Republicans are Democratic, too. It's a democracy. Well, it's a representative republic. Don't get me going. But this is how desperate CNN is for viewers tomorrow. Now, I'm going to watch it, and then I'll comment on it on Wednesday. So I'm here to tell you, you don't have to watch it. I'm here for you. I got your back. Okay? That's going to happen. CNN, so desperate to get people to tune in and take interest that they are not making this up. They are quite literally going to bring out another podium if they can entice Joe Biden, the vice president of the United States, to show up at the debate. I'm dead serious. From the Weekly Standard. CNN brings podium for Biden to first Democratic debate. Democrat debate. Written by Daniel Halper. Just in case Vice President Joe Biden decides to enter the Democratic presidential race in the next day, CNN will be prepared. According to a CNN correspondent, the network hosting the first Democratic debate has a podium on hand for Biden. Quote, in case of Biden breakout, podium number six. Here it is, folks, says senior White House correspondent Jim Acosta on Twitter. I mean, it's, dude, that's nuts. That's just nuts. I mean, how desperate must you be that you're doing everything you can to try to entice Biden to show up? Stop it. Stop it. What's the matter with you? Oh, that's not it. One thing that was a staple in the first two Republican debates was that both Fox News, Megyn Kelly, Brett Baer, and Chris Wallace, and CNN, Jake Tapper, and then a couple other people that didn't talk much, both networks with 26 and 24 or 25 million respectively watching, pitted every candidate against each other, most candidates against Donald Trump. They pitted the Republicans against each other to try to make them look as bad as they possibly could. It was all about this guy said this to you, and this guy said the other thing over here. What's your reaction to that? Are you that blah, blah, blah? And, of course, CNN, you got Wolf Blitzer asking ridiculous questions of, of, the, um, of the people running for president, especially Ben Carson. Do you believe the president's a black president? What? Do you believe the president is a Christian? What? 
Well, it's not going to be the same for the Democrats. Not even close. And we expected this. Written by Eddie Scarry, or Scary, I'm not sure how he says it, from the Washington Examiner. CNN's Anderson Cooper will moderate the first Democratic presidential debate this week. And unlike the previous Republican debate hosted by CNN, Cooper says he will not be encouraging confrontations between the candidates. Quote, I'm always uncomfortable with that notion of setting people up in order to kind of promote some sort of face-off, Cooper said Sunday on CNN's Reliable Sources. Look, these are all serious people. This is a serious debate. They want to talk about the issues, and I want to give them the opportunity to do that. That's what he said. I'm not even kidding. Cooper suggested uh, Cooper suggested style is a departure from the GOP debate hosted by CNN and moderated by Jake Tapper in September. Before that debate, Tapper said he was just trying to craft questions that, in most cases, pit candidates against each other. It's an actual quote from him. Cooper said Sunday, though, yesterday, that the Republican field has been different from the Democratic field in that many of the GOP candidates have sought to pick fights with one another and wanted to punch up and try to make a name for themselves, end quote. Democratic candidate Bernie Sanders has been very clear, Cooper said. He's not going to go after frontrunner Hillary Clinton by name. He's not going to criticize her, and I see no reason that Hillary Clinton would want to do that with any of the candidates. The Democratic um, debate takes place tomorrow on CNN. So... Anderson Cooper has basically said what Jake Tapper did was wrong had he been hosting the debate or moderating the debate between the Democrats. It was quite all right, though, for him to do it with the Republicans because basically the Republicans are a bunch of ass wagons and the Democrats are wonderful people who would never attack each other. It's basically what I'm hearing. That's that's what I'm being told. And I got to tell you something, man. I, I have rarely seen such a bold-faced bold-faced show of support and protection move by a news network or an alleged journalist for one party over the other. He just said it out loud. I am not going to do that to the Democrats because I think they're more serious. I think they're real candidates. I think they want to talk about the issues. Now, we as the American people have had a hunger to hear the issues talked about amongst the Republicans. And as they're out there on the stump, from Trump on down, the Republicans are all talking about the issues. But once they get up there for a debate, CNN and Fox both fell asleep. Or they purposely made it like a reality show because they thought that would bring them more ratings. And guess what? They got a lot of ratings. They would have gotten ratings anyway because of Trump's appearance. But the idea that the Republicans aren't serious, but the Democrats are, is nuts is nuts. And let me tell you this, because again, you'll see the protection scheme going on again tomorrow. But when when he's got Hillary Clinton in front of him, he better be pounding her on Benghazi. He better be pounding her on emails. He better be pounding her on the server. He better be pounding her on all of that. Yeah, do you think he's going to? Of course not. I mean, in the one debate, you've got Trump said you're a jerk. And, oh, I never said he's a jerk. And somebody said you're an A.H. And I never said you're an A.H. In the Republican debate, you've got all this crap about what you you talked about a woman on her knees once. What? And in the Democrat debate, what you're going to have is, so what would you do with the Middle East if you should become the president, Mrs. Secretary? That's what they'll call her, Mrs. Secretary or Madam Secretary. Believe me. If you watch tomorrow night, you're going to be very, very, very disappointed if you think they're going to do the same thing to the Democrats as they did to the Republicans.
They are complicit. They were complicit in protecting her from Benghazi. They've been complicit so far in protecting her from Servergate. They've been complicit in protecting her from Email Gate and the Global Initiative Gate. All of that, they're complicit. So again, you might not even want to watch tomorrow night. I'll watch it. I'll come and report about it on Wednesday. 1-800-383-9624-A, what do you think about them holding a podium for Joe Biden? B, what do you think about the, the, the pre-announcement? That Anderson Cooper will not pit them against each other after having seen what Fox and CNN did to the Republicans. Your thoughts when we come back? 1-800-383-9624, JoePags.com. Coming right back. This is the Joe Pags Show. Exactly right. Glad to have you. Thanks. The Joe Pag Show. We, we had a request, Polo, for some Smokey Robinson. There you go. Nothing wrong with that. 1-800-383-9624. 1-800-383-9624. It's just a ton going on today. It's a ton going on today. It's funny because I'm getting very little to no reaction whatsoever over the Democrats gathering tomorrow to talk about stuff. And what's interesting to that end is that President Obama was on 60 Minutes last night with Steve Croft, and Croft actually looked like he was going to be a journalist for a while, going after him on ISIS, going after him on, on Syria, going after him on Russia taking the lead, going after him on we spent half a billion dollars to, um, to train 5,000 troops in, in Syria or northern Iraq, and it turns out we have five. Not 5,000, not 500. We have five. No, no, one, two, three, four, five. So it costs $100 million per person? I mean, I'm not sure I understand. Um, he, he went after him on that. Then Obama was like, ah, you know, uh, what else you got? <laughs> like, no, not what else you got. How about you even give it a good answer to anything? That he talked about how much he's he's leading on climate change. Because Croft said, well, what are you leading in? He's not leading in Syria. He's not leading in Iraq. He's not leading in Afghanistan. He's not leading anywhere. And then Croft lets him off the hook and says, you know, the Republicans are saying you aren't doing very well either. Oh, oh, oh Republicans. But he's leading on climate change is something that he said, which is fake. It's a hoax. It's not real. I'm not going to be politically correct about it. It's fake. But he's leading on it. He's leading on the fake thing we call climate change these days. It used to be global warming. Before that, it was global cooling. It's just fake. It's made up. Uh, the University of East Anglia doctored up some numbers and doctored up some email. The UN is just looking to control everybody uh, on the planet. And the president's all for it. That's what he thinks he's leading on. He didn't lead on the, on the missile defense system in Eastern Europe. He let that go by the wayside. Not leading in Israel. Not even acting like they're, they're our friends. Didn't lead in, uh, in Egypt. Didn't lead in Yemen. Didn't lead in Libya. Hasn't led in Afghanistan or Iraq. He isn't leading in Iran. It's laughing at us. So when asked what he's done, what he's leading in, what he has said is 
I'm leading in, in climate change. Really? Okay, then. And then Croft asked him about the Republicans. And, oh, these are reality people, and they, they just want attention for themselves. That's what we got from him. It was a, it, from 2004 when he made that one speech. It was nothing but gathering attention for himself. And then he put on this rock star you know, race to, to win the presidency, and he won. And then he won again. Not really sure how he won the second time, but he won again. And it was only out of being a reality show star. It was only out of being somebody who was seen as a celebrity. People aren't voting or didn't vote for him because of his, his ideas. They voted for him because of the celebrity of it all. And that it would, the time had come to have a black president. Of course, I guess the time is over to have a black president if Ben Carson's running because he's just an Uncle Tom or something, right? But the time had come for Obama to be the president. And Croft asks him, if you could run for re-election, would you win again? Uh, you know, yes, I would. Immediately, yes, he would. Really, and he believes it. He honestly believes it. I got to tell you, I said this a million times. I think Bill Clinton would have won again had he been able to run again because the candidates weren't great in 2000. George W. Bush and Al Gore, they weren't great candidates. Bush won, and yes, he really won, didn't steal anything. He got more votes in Florida than Al Gore did, period. But I think that Bill Clinton still could have won, and, and yes, he was fooling around with the, with the intern. He had all sorts of bad stuff on his track record. He still probably would have won again because we've fallen in love with the celebrity of, uh, the celebrity of it all. All of it. It's very, very strange. The whole thing is strange. But that's why I started the show out by saying, have you just gotten away lately? Have you just focused on something different? You know what I like doing sometimes just to get away from it all, honestly? Go outside, wash the car. I know a lot of you people live in in colder climates than I do. It's not freezing cold yet, although you've had some nights that are really pretty cold. Um, Still, man, just getting out there and cleaning the car and then feeling good about the accomplishment of buying the car or or whatever it is, your bicycle, whatever the hell it is that, that, you trans- that you get transportation out of. That always gets me away from it, too. Because, man, when I sat down and watched that CNN, or that, the 60 Minutes thing last night, just, just watching it, seeing him seethe that he thought that Steve Croft was actually going to ask some tough questions, I found that to be very interesting. And then to finish it off that, yes, he would win again. Stunning. By the way, his pastor, his Christian pastor, Jeremiah Wright, He was at the 20th anniversary of the Million Man March in Washington, although um, the network cameras seemed to try to make it look like a bigger uh, crowd than it was. It wasn't that big a crowd, but Jeremiah Wright walked up, and again, he's supposed to be a Christian pastor that Obama learned from for 20 years, and he got married in that church and and the whole thing. He started out with a Muslim greeting in Arabic, which is strange. And then talked about the indigenous people, because that's who he is. He hates America, hates white people. And then he said something about Jesus Christ that no Christian I've ever heard before has ever said. And again, keep in mind, the president is a Christian from the UCC. The, the, you, what's the United Christian Church of God or something. Uh, whatever it is, it's about motherland Africa, and it's about, about black supremacy. That's the, the Christianity that he studied for 20 years with Jeremiah Wright as his pastor. I've got the audio of what Jeremiah Wright said at this Million Man get-together. 
I've got that audio coming up after the top of the hour. You're going to want to stick around and hear that because I've got to be honest with you. That's no Christianity I've ever heard. I just haven't. And this this droning on about how horrible America is. I mean, at one point they were chanting, down with America. On the mall in the capital of America. Much more to come. Stay here. You're listening to Joe Pags. Joe Pag Show. Call 210-737-1200 or 800-383-9624. And now, Joe Pags. Great to have you here. Welcome to the program. Thanks. The Joe Pag Show. Great radio stations all over the place. Also, iHeartRadio. A lot of people listening there. Appreciate you stopping by on a Monday. It's a Motown Monday. Glad to have you here. Steven stops by my Facebook page. Hey, Joe. He happens to be a black guy. I can tell from his picture. Hey, Joe, no one is saying that Columbus killed all the natives and stole the land. They did steal the land and give reservations as parting gifts. Your TV shows and other Westerns have shown this. Again, Columbus can't get credit for discovering America when they when when there were people here before him. White America have lied for years. But now you even have some other white Americans trying to set the record straight on many other issues. Okay. A couple of things are important, Stephen. Number one, your encapsulating of what Columbus did or didn't do is BS, bacon sandwich, period. Uh, Columbus uh, Columbus stole the land and gave reservations as parting gifts. That That's your explanation of history, really? Maybe you should get a little more in-depth than that. That's the first problem. Second problem is you seem to think there's a white America. Not my America. There is a an America. Where hold on, let me just see where he is. He is in Lynchburg, Virginia. All right, Stephen. See, here's the problem. We have an all-encompassing America. You see, I see your picture on your Facebook page, and I don't see a black man that I should have a a mindset about because you're black. What I see is my American brother, who it, it, with whom I share a common experience. We're both Americans. We're both in America. So the fact that you think there's a a white America that you can lash out at is a horrible, a horrible example to give children. And I see on your Facebook page, there are children involved. I really hope that you're raising your kids like I'm raising mine to see you and to see me as equals until I show that I shouldn't be, until I show that I deserve to be disrespected. I see you. And I see a person that I love and respect as a fellow human being, a fellow American, experiencing a common daily experience, whereas you see me as a white guy. And until I prove to you that I'm not one of the bad white Americans, I'm just white America. 
Well, you need to stop that. You're a huge part of the problem. And as soon as you stop that, as soon as you get that you're a part of the problem, we can start healing things. I mean, you're one of these Americans, who happens to be black, that I'm sure voted for Obama because he happened to be black. Even though Obama has no goodwill for this country's history, Obama would like to right all of what he thinks was wrong. And it looks as though you're trying to do the same thing. Now, either you and I can mix it up and we could talk about issues that are important to us and our families and so on and our communities, or you can call me white America and walk away like you're somehow better or like you somehow set the record straight. You, you seriously thought you'd stop by and say they did steal the land and give and gave reservations as parting gifts. You thought that you were going to encapsulate 520 years in one sentence, and I would just say, oh, okay, Stephen, sounds good. Thanks. Not going to happen. All right? So maybe just get a clue. Maybe study um, Dr. King. Maybe learn what made America great. If you don't think America is a great country, and there's some sort of a a – a fixing of all the wrongs, writing of all the nastiness, a, a, a bettering the history. Well, then you're in the wrong country. You're in the wrong country. I love America. I love it. We're exceptional. We're a people that have survived to a level that most people would never have done with this much freedom and liberty. But the more you act like this, And the more you see me as the enemy, and the more you call people white Americans or black Americans, or call it a white America versus a black America versus a Native America versus an Asian or a Hispanic America, the worse it gets. And the easier you are to control. You are controlled by an idea out of central government that you will never get yourself away from if you don't wake up and smell the coffee. See me as a friend. See me as your neighbor. See me as somebody who's a fellow community member and then realize that we're in it together. You right now can't do that. You don't have the capability. You are brainwashed to the point that you must see me as an enemy until I show you that I'm somehow black friendly or something. Okay? Get over it. But I love you like a brother. 1-800-383-9624. 1-800-383-9624. You You get reaction like that. And then you hear what happened over the weekend at the 20th anniversary of the Million Man March. And you hear what President Obama's alleged Christian reverend had to say at the Million Man March. The same guy says KKK America, white people did this and that. America, your, your chickens have come home to roost. That same guy, although not as fiery, I don't know if he's sick or his voice hurts or he's just calmer uh, at this event. But he walks up to the podium and gives an Arabic greeting, and then talks about indigenous people and so on and so forth, and then talks about Palestinians versus Israelis, and then makes a a suggestion, actually makes a proclamation about Jesus Christ that no Christian I know thinks. As-salamu alaykum. He walked right up and he said a greeting in in Arabic. As-salamu alaykum. To the Honorable Minister Farrakhan to our hosts, to our sisters and brothers. The Honorable Minister Farrakhan, who, if you've ever listened to one of his speeches, hates anybody who's not like him. We are grateful to God to be able to be here and to speak a word on behalf of Palestinian justice. So you thought the Million Man March was about Palestinian justice? Those who put this program together just had the Aboriginal people, the original people of this country, 
who are the aboriginal people of this country and, and again i want to see some proof that that the quote-unquote indigenous people here just showed up out of the rocks on this platform and that was so powerful for this reason they came here to remind us of the fact that this was their country before the europeans decided that their god had given them this country the same issue is being fought today and has been fought since 1948 and historians were carried back to the 19th century biblical historians were carried back to the book of judges where the original people the palestinians and please remember jesus was a palestinian i'm sorry what what did he just say and please remember jesus was a palestinian i'm sorry i thought he said jesus was a palestinian and please remember, Jesus was a Palestinian. The Palestinian people have had the Europeans come and take their country, ignoring United Nations resolutions after resolution after resolution. That guy has no clue of history uh, of Israel, I guess. Over 40 resolutions in illegally occupied territories as they take the people whose countries it is and make it theirs because their God told them that they could have somebody else's country. It's President Obama's Christian pastor. That's his Christian reverend. He sat in the pews for 20 years and listened to that guy. I mean, help, help me out with that. Help me out with that. There is more division being broadcast across this country today than we've ever seen. And what's funny is, not funny, there are some people out there listening right now who happen to be from that side of the aisle, the other side of the aisle, that think I'm the divisive one. Nuts, man. It's nuts. By the way, you're more than welcome to go to my Facebook page and call me out on anything you want. But you're going to get some real American solid fact. And I'm going to respect you as far as I can until you say something stupid and then I'll let you have it. And that's the way life should be. We should walk up to each other with a mutual respect a feeling of togetherness, of oneness, that we're all from the United States and that we're all Americans, we're all for one and one for all. Until somebody does something stupid and disrespectful, then we should change our course. And if you're not willing to do that, then you're part of the problem. Guy walks up, gives a Muslim greeting, and then goes on about how Jesus Christ was a Palestinian. Tell me again about President... Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Obama's Christianity. I mean, as you notice, when, when Wolf Blitzer was asking Ben Carson whether President Obama's a Christian for no reason, he's just out of his, talking out of his ass, when he decided to ask Ben Carson about that, he asked Ben Carson about that, but he never said, what do you think about his reverend who seems really, really far out there? He didn't ask him that part of it which is interesting. 1-800-383-9624. JoePags.com for Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, the email address. It's all right there, plus the stations that are coming on this month. There are a lot of them. Keep it here on the Joe Pag Show. Joe Pags. 
Glad to have a little four tops for you. Motown Monday, 1-800-383-9624. Me hit the phone line, say hello, and welcome to uh, Sherry, who is in Houston. Hi, Sherry. What's going on? Sherry's on line, too. Hi, Sherry. What's happening? Hi, Sherry. You're on the air. I think I got it in my book. Okay, put her back on hold, Polo. We're going to have to let the folks know that we're going to come and take them and talk to them, okay? Let me go back to the phone lines and say hi to uh, Chris in Houston on line four. Hi, Chris. What's going on? Hey, Chris, you're on the air. Yes, sir. You were just talking about uh, Obama's reverend that he, I guess, studied under and listened to. Um, maybe I'm just kind of ignorant or don't know any better, but maybe you can explain why all of a sudden it's politically correct to bash on nothing other than America and Christians. I have no idea. I, I don't know how we got here or why we're here, but it's been accepted by the mainstream media Therefore, it's okay. Although you and I, mainstream Americans, don't think it's okay. For some reason, that's just perfectly fine, and and it boggles my mind. I don't know why it's okay. Yeah, it makes no sense to me at all, whatsoever. It doesn't, but but again, and I appreciate you. Thank you for calling in. Uh, it, It doesn't make sense, but for some reason, when the Jeremiah Wright videos came out, very little was done in the media to go after this church. They should have gone after the church. Look, look, can we be honest here? Can we be non-politically correct for a second? Let me be as direct as I can be. Jeremiah Wright's church, from the videos we've all seen, from what he just said about Jesus being a Palestinian, um, from what he said, KKK America, what he talked about, uh, the rooster, the chickens coming home to roost, that 9-11 was, was brought upon ourselves, that's as much a Christian church, in my mind, as the Westboro Baptist Church. Those two alleged churches are comparable. Now, the Westboro Baptist Church, we can blow off as a bunch of loon nut jobs who aren't Christian at all. But if you say that about, about the UCC, this church that Jeremiah Wright is the reverend of, then you're being a racist. Because the Westboro Baptist Church run by a bunch of white people. This is run by a bunch of black people. So if you say it about this church, then you're somehow a racist. Oh, and there's the added bonus of that having been the, pre- the president's church for a very long time. And you're only going after because you don't like Obama. Look, I didn't dislike Obama before he became the president. I saw how he was the president. And, and I've, I've been very critical of him because the moves that he's made are horrible. And they're anti-American. But having said that, you know, the caller's right. How did we get here that for some reason in 2015 America, our entire makeup is complaining about how horrible America is, how horrible Christianity is, how horrible white people are, how horrible the founders were, how horrible everything is. Everything's horrible. And I don't know what people want. I think people are frustrated on all sides. I think people um, are angry at our history, but they're not really sure why. They become angry because it's been in the forefront lately. At some point, we have to put our feet down, like that guy just said, and say, look, enough is enough. Why do we keep on beating ourselves up? Why do we keep on doing this? And, And it sort of takes me to the next thing. A former intelligence analyst, Stella Morabito, um, she grew up in a left-wing family, calls herself a realist. She's speaking out about mass manipulation, political correctness, and the transgender, transgender agenda. 
her writings in the Federalist got the attention of, of Rush Limbaugh back in June when he seemed fascinated by her piece on mass delusion. A subsequent related piece was written. In the exclusive video interview with the Daily Caller, this is from the Daily Caller Foundation, she details how the left uses mass manipulation techniques to confuse Americans and grab power. Think about that. She condemns conservatives for not even realizing the behavior modification techniques being employed in the political square, such as those encouraged by liberals as Cass Sustine, who wrote the book Nudge, or George Lakoff. It was a project of cultural Marxists to capture the mediating institutions in our culture for ideological gain, the media, Hollywood, pop culture, academia, and more. If you push an agenda to central power, to centralized power, you need mass ignorance and effective propaganda. Morabito says the political correctness provides a semantic fog where, manip- where manipulation can occur under the guise of being fair or non-discriminatory. What does that mean? Well, just when it comes to, to when it comes to transgenders or transgenders, whatever the term is today, can't say cross-dressers, can't say transvestites, you have to say transgenders now. You can't say uh, sex change operation. You talk uh, procedure is what you call them now. When it comes to that, it's been pounded upon us by the media, whether it be ESPN or, or ABC or NBC or CBS or any number of them. It's been pounded upon us by Hollywood, by TMZ, by all. This is what she's talking about. We've been told that these are really people that are the gender they say they are, and we have to accept that, and we need to shut our mouths. If you say anything else. You're a something-phobe, you're a hater, you're, you're no good, you're, you're intolerant and all that. When the reality is, when we're not in the fog and we're not being ignorant like she suggests, the reality is these are people who have a mental condition that should go and see a doctor to help them get through this and make them realize what their physical body says, what their chromosomes say, what their DNA says, and why is their mind not accepting it. That's what they should do. We are failing as a society by not giving them the proper help. But... Through mass manipulation and handing an award to, to, to Bruce Jenner, who wants to be called Caitlyn now, um, handing uh, they, you're a hero, you are courageous. We've got mind numb people walking around going, oh yeah, I mean, says that he's a girl, so whatever. Or that white America is is all these people over here, and they hate anybody who's not white America. That's not true at all. Or that Obamacare is actually helping a ton of people and didn't cost us anymore, when it's just not true. Or that gay marriage is just as normal as, as heterosexual marriage. Not the case either. What's interesting is you must get in line. You must get in lockstep. You must allow yourself to be controlled. If you don't, then you're the bad one and we will excoriate you and we will excommunicate you. That's really what, what we're talking about here. I'm going to post that over my Facebook page. If I haven't already, I'll post that on my Facebook page. Matter of fact, I have. Just go there to uh, JoePags.com. Click on Facebook and scroll down. It is the one, two, three, uh, the third item down. And, and you can read the pieces that she's that she's posted. It just it really is stunning. I want to very quickly go to Al in Minnesota. Al, I've got about a minute. What's going on on line three? Hi. Al, talk to me. Hello. Hi, Al. Talk to me. Yes. Hey, um, uh, comment about the uh, Million Man March. Isn't there a law that's uh, against um, inciting riots and inciting violence? And I, I thought there was some federal law or some, some law 
because you can't incite violence. And isn't that what um, what they did at the Million Man March? Well, I didn't see I didn't see any uh, riots there. Doesn't he do that every time he speaks? I didn't see any riots there, and I didn't see any any violence that was incited. Have you fill me in? Well, I mean, isn't that what he talks about, though? I mean, maybe it may not have happened right then, but he's isn't he encouraging it every time he speaks? Yeah, no, I didn't see any encouragement of violence. I appreciate you, Al, thinking right up against it. Um, I didn't see any inciting of violence, but, I mean, everything that comes out of his mouth is vile, certainly, and anti-American. Um, and to speak out against the country, you're allowed to. You're absolutely allowed to. But I'm just as allowed to call him out for his lack of being a Christian priest or a preacher or, or reverend. Steve Sachs, I think, will be calling in after the bottom of the hour. Stay here. Joe Pags. Hi, great to have you. Thanks. It's the Joe Pag Show. Great radio stations across the land. iHeartRadio 2, 1-800-383-9624. 1-800-383-9624. I want to shift gears in a major way. And I want to talk some baseball. Now, it's not a sports show, but, I mean, this play um, in the playoffs the other day, New York Mets versus the uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers certainly stuck out as something that, that I think transcends baseball. When you look at following the rules and when you look at playing hard nose, when you look at all that, um, th- this play in and of itself it has everybody talking. Uh, Steve Sachs is on the line, former uh, Major League Baseball superstar, Los Angeles Dodgers, but uh, I really want to talk about the Steve Sachs who played for my New York Yankees. Steve, how are you? I'm great, Joe. Thanks. Great to be with you, my friend. It's an absolute pleasure. It's been a while, and I'm sorry I haven't been as good a friend as I should have been to keep in contact, but really great that you had the time tonight. Thanks, man. You bet. My pleasure. Love being with you. All right, so so I'm hanging out, and I'm watching. I didn't actually watch the game. I was watching something else, and, and I, I flipped over Sports Center or something, and, and I see breaking news, and, and uh, Ruben Tejada over at, at the, the Mets has a broken leg, and Chase Utley did something. Then there was a controversy about whether he should have been safe or he should have been out, and then they gave him the base, and it ended up winning the game for the Dodgers. I want to go back a little bit if I can, because people, again, this isn't a sports show, but I really, really, really um, need to know what you would think. I, I saw you as a really hard-nosed player. You were fast as hell. You played, uh, you played one hell of an outfield. I, I, just, I thought that you were a great player, and I got great joy out of watching you play. But when somebody says he's hard-nosed, and that's how he broke the guy's leg, and then you look at the play, what were your initial thoughts when you saw him sort of do a barrel roll into the, into the player? Well, look, here's, here's my position on this, and, and my position is constant with any other guy that's played middle infield. I, I was a middle infielder professionally for 18 years, uh, and it's constant with Cal Ripken, it's constant with Larry Boa. Look, the shortstop had no business being in the way of the runner, uh, and trying to turn that double play. And that, in that instance there with the ball the way it was hit, because the speed of the ball, the speed of the runner, is going to dictate uh, if you're going to turn a double play or not. In that yeah. instance with the soft line drive, with the fact that you have Howie Kendrick running uh, as he batted the ball, and Chase Hackley's a fast runner coming from first, your job as a shortstop is to catch the ball, especially as the throw was a bit errant yeah. from, uh, from Daniel Murphy. Your job is to be... A first baseman there. Put your right foot on the base on the left field side of second base, catch the ball, and get out of the way and just run out. That's what should have been done if he was schooled properly, if he was taught yeah. correctly. This is what he should have done. It, it's kind of like 
is tantamount to somebody that's in the cockpit and, and makes, a, it makes a bad mistake, unfortunately, and the plane goes down. Uh, it's, and lots of times it was because the pilot uh, didn't follow, uh, you know, protocol. He didn't follow the way he was taught uh, or he didn't learn it correctly. That's kind of what we see here, why this happened, is because the shortstop didn't play the ball correctly. He should have not been anywhere near that runner, and the yeah. double play shouldn't even have been tried in this instance. And, and that's why we have what happened. It's uh, Steve Sachs, of course, uh, uh, incredible superstar second baseman. I think I said I feel like an idiot. Second baseman, um, <laughs> and you, you played for 18 years, and again, one of my favorite all-time players. Uh, you and I, I think, have a difference uh, of opinion on this, and, and we can because I never played Major right. League Baseball, and I sucked playing high school baseball, but you as a major leaguer just really outlined it better than I've heard. And I'm not sure why other people haven't said that. The ball was high to, 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 yeah. to, uh, the, to the player, so he had to reach up, and his foot never hit the bag. I get all Correct. that but when i look at chase utley and how he went into the base he never touched second base and he started his mm-hmm. slide when he was either e- even with or past second base and then went right into the guy's leg and broke it do, you, do right. you have any problem at all with the slide yeah oh yeah so i said this too joe I, I agree with you wholeheartedly on that the, the slide was a little bit late i there's no question about that but but look i know chase with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case i pronounce you lucky Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Dudley. And everybody that knows Chase Dudley knows that he's a hard type of player. People come into him all the time and slide like that, and he taps them on the back and says, nice slide. You know, look, Joe, when I played, that slide was a very normal slide. There was, I mean, that was a normal slide when I played. Times have changed now, and they want you to slide a little bit earlier. They don't want any mishaps. I totally get it. Let me give you an example of one time where I got split upon. Okay. Um, I was at second base and was in Montreal, and I got hit by uh, a runner with both spikes up. Now, Chase Hetley had the spikes in the ground. It, it wasn't yeah. a matter of that. I had both spikes up. Uh, it ripped a hole in my leg. It was so bad and violent that it was right down to the bone. I'm looking at white bone through wow. my uniform with the tear there. Um, and when I got to the hospital, after I actually actually played the rest of the game, got to the hospital uh, to get it sewn up, and I had cleat marks all the way up to my groin, okay, cut marks from a cleat all the way up to my groin. Wow. That's a hard slide. That's, that's, that's way bad slide. What Chase Utley did when I played, and this is a different generation, is very normal slide. Was it a hard slide? Oh, yes. It was... And it was borderline from being too late. It was even with the bag, and, and that's a little bit too late. But when you're running 90 feet, and, and actually the fielder is coming into him and closing the gap as well, um, you know, it's hard to really judge that, you know, to get it precise. Uh, I think he slid a little bit too late. I don't think he tried to kill the guy. I don't think that was his intent because I know the guy. Um, but the slide was a bit late. I agree with you 100%. 
It's baseball, uh, former baseball superstar Steve Sachs. And Steve, uh, I understand better what you're talking about. I never played middle infield. I, I, was, a, I was a catcher. So, I mean, I got barreled into by people all the time when they wanted to score, and I expected that. A second baseman, I mean, you have the neighborhood play. If your foot's anywhere sure. near it, then you could, and then you could, uh, or, the, or the shortstop, then you could uh, so you jump over the guy and try to throw the ball to first. I get it. He wanted to get second base, and he did the right thing in trying to get mm-hmm. second base. But when sure. you, did, did you watch the reaction from the actual sportscasters? Because I grew up watching you, and you played hard. I grew up watching, you know, my favorite team was the Yankees, so I, I grew up watching the Yankees in the 70s where they were going to go out there and kick your ass, I mean, in more ways than one. And, and, yeah. and that sort of, I mean, that sort of slide, I grew up watching Pete Rose slide right. face first into people and, and, and do and take out a catcher during the All-Star game, for God's sake. Mm-hmm. So, sure. so you know, you, you're watching that, but then you see today's era where we really have lightened up, and, and we really have, I don't know, we're, we're trying to play with more, I don't even know what the word is, nuance, instead of that hard-nosed sort of let's go after and get the guy. You see the rules changing in football, and now, and oh, now, yeah. we're, being, and now we're being extra careful with people in baseball. So mm-hmm. knowing, knowing what the atmosphere is today, do you think Chase Utley should not have done that, or, or you stand behind the idea that he just wanted to get the guy to not get the out at first? No, I think he wanted to get the out at first because, because I know him. I mean, if you're talking about a different personality out there, a guy that's a – you know, I played against some guys that targeted people, and all they did was try to, to really hurt you. He's not that type, and that's why I can stand behind. You know, and listen, I think the slide was a bit late. Yeah. I, I've gone on record as saying that. You know, if he could do it over again, I'll bet you Chase would fight. Well, he never, touched, he never touched the base, Steve. He never right. touched the base. I mean, I, got, I, I always thought that you could try to take the guy out as long as you could still reach the base. Yeah, yeah, and, and here's the thing about that. Let, let me talk about that for one second, Joe. Yeah. Uh, look, the rule book specifically states, that you have to be able to touch the base. And Chase Utley was right over the base. He, he couldn't touch the base. His, his armpit was almost right. over the base. That's how close right. he was to the base. So he was definitely in line with the rules of where he was. And people talk about he didn't touch the base. He didn't touch the base. He did not touch the base. But the rule says that you have to be able to touch the base, not touch it. And the reason is because when the rule was written, it was encouraged the engagement in trying to take out the infielder was yeah. something what was encouraged when they actually wrote this. They encouraged the engagement. And look, if they're going to use that rule where he, he went after the player and he didn't go really after try to touch the base, they're going to have to call that on every single double play because on every single double play, they try to disrupt the guy from throwing the ball. They do it every single time. So why was this any different that Chase Utley – you know, tried to engage the, the fielder and prohibit him from throwing the ball, they do it on every single play. I don't know what this difference is. Well, the difference is... Yeah, the difference is the guy's leg is broken, and I think, and 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 now we have to do something um, to punish uh, Chase, Chase Utley. Uh, he was punished. He was given a, a couple of days suspension out of the playoffs. He he is uh, you know he's challenging that, so he gets to play uh, while that challenge is going on. Do you, do you think that the punishment was too steep? And and a second question: as a former player, um, you we've already heard Matt Harvey say, you know, I'm not against getting some retaliation. Should Chase Utley go up to bat expecting to get hit? Here's the, here's the first the answer to your first question. I don't think there should have been any punishment because it was an unfortunate play. And, yeah. and I think Chase Utley is going to win an appeal because what they're going to show up there, Joe, is they're going to show 200 other plays that were just like that that they didn't call any, any foul on. And look, when they did the replay, they immediately did the replay. They checked it out in New York. They had every right to call interference. 
He was too rough of a play, and they could have banged him out and the guy at first out and called it interference. They didn't do either one because they looked at it and they know that he, as per the rules, was absolutely fair on what happened. It was unfortunate that the young man broke his leg. But that guy, I can tell you right now, has no business being where he was and, and being in the line of a runner. And that's why they say you have to be able to set second base because if you go flying off across the bag, and that's why they call it the neighborhood rule, yeah. that's where you're supposed to be. Way across the bag and throwing the guy out and the engagement, will he, will he get him, will he not get him, will he trip him up a little bit? That type of thing is why they wanted that to happen when they wrote these rules. The fact is that the middle infielder was right in the way of the runner, and, and he had his leg broken. John Ho Gong from Pittsburgh, exact same place where he right. was, right, right in the way of the runner. And he locked out his leg, and, and he got his leg broken. When you're a middle infielder, you're taught to throw the ball and jump. You've seen the classic pictures of middle infielders in the air above the runner. Haven't you seen those, Joe? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's what you're taught to do. You're not taught to lock out your leg in the middle of the running lane. You're going to get killed in that instance. That's unfortunately what this young man did. So we have to punish Chase Utley for that? I, I, I don't think that's right. I think Is he going to get if hit? If I learned how to play the position correctly, we wouldn't be talking about this. Is, is uh, Chase Utley going to get hit when he gets up to bat? Oh, if, I, if I'm the Dodgers, I'm, I'm encouraging it. I, I, I'm, I'm Chase Utley, or I'm some of the Dodgers, and I'm in a playoff game. And I'm saying, Matt Harvey, please hit the first guy you can. You know why? <laughs> because that one run might score and cost them the whole series. So that's called getting in the opposition's head. I can promise you, Terry Collins, the manager of the New York Mets, is saying, listen, you hold your retaliatory measures way back to next year, or yeah. if we're winning or losing the game 10-1, to 1, then we'll make it happen. But as far as to right now goes at the start of this, there's way too much at stake right now. I hope they hit me if I'm the Dodgers starting the game, but that's not going to happen. Uh, he won two World Series. He was a, a multiple-time All-Star, uh, of course, the Rookie of the Year back in uh, 1982. It's Steve Sachs. Steve, last question on this, and thank you so much for coming on the program today. Yes, had this thank happened? So had this happened in your era when you were playing? Would we even be talking about this? No, just, just no. Just look. When I got what I got, I told you what what happened to me. Yeah. Um, it was just um, Sachs get out of the way because I was right in the line of the runner, and I got drilled. Listen, middle infield 101 is when you get rid of the ball, you jump in the air, you collapse your leg, because that area belongs to the base runner. It's very simple. And if this happened in my era, nobody would be talking one word about it. It was extremely normal. But I get it how things have changed. But you know what I'm seeing, Joe? You know what I'm actually seeing here? I'm seeing the face of baseball that looked like John Wayne to me. That yeah. really looked like John Wayne when I was growing up. It's turning into something like Alan Alda now. I'm, <laughs> and I, and I, I'm with you. I mean, listen, I'm absolutely with you, and it's a changing times. It's very strange. Steve, the next time you're in town, I'd love to see you in San Antonio, my friend. Thanks so much for I the would, time. I would love it, Joe. I hope to see you soon, buddy. All right, brother. Thank you so much. Steve Sachs, uh, what, what an amazing baseball player, and thank you so much for having, for finding the time to come on the program today. Uh, Got to take a quick break here. Your thoughts. We'll take a couple of phone calls and then uh, and, and give you a couple of quick hits before we get out of here on the Joe Pag Show. Don't be an A-Dub. Stay with the Joe Pag Show.
My guy. No? Not good? My guy, guy, my guy. Oh, by the way, Polo, are you talking Aerosmith during your, your pop culture or no? No. Okay, uh, I'll do it then. Aerosmith banned Donald Trump from playing their tunes. But the reason why might might actually be unexpected and might surprise you. This is from uh, Katie Lapatin over at IJ Review. Um, add, add Aerosmith to the list of American rock bands Donald Trump is banned from using on the campaign trail. Lawyers for frontman Steven Tyler have sent two cease and desist letters to the businessman asking him to stop using the band's 1973 power ballad, Dream On, at official campaign events. You figure that they're probably left-wing liberals and they don't want any part of Donald Trump, you know, using their music and all this crap. No, no, no. Listen, the most recent copy of the letter was sent to the 2016 Republican presidential candidate on Saturday. According to The Hollywood Reporter, the letter reads in part, Trump for president does not have our client's permission to use Dream On or any of our client's other music in connection with the campaign because it gives the false impression that he is connected with or endorses Mr. Trump's presidential bid. This is not the first time in recent months that the real estate magnates received a cease and desist letter over the use of a rock song at his campaign events. Last month, 1980s rock band R.E.M. blasted Trump and, Te- and Texas Senator Ted Cruz for using their chart-topping hit, quote, It's the End of the World. Not only did they take legal action, but lead singer Michael Stipe told the Daily Beast at the time, quote, Go beep yourselves. The lot of you, you sad, attention-grabbing, power-hungry little men. Do not use our music or my voice for your moronic charade of a campaign. So I'm guessing he's not a supporter. I'm just, just throwing that out there. The Aerosmith frontman is requesting that Trump stop playing his music, though, for a completely different reason. And it's one that some might find surprising. Attorney Dina LaPolt noted that Tyler does not have any political or personal issues with Trump, like Stipe and fellow liberal rocker Neil Young, but rather that he was upset why do you think that he was upset, Polo? What do you think the reason was? I have a feeling it has something to do with Celebrity Apprentice. No, it really, it doesn't. Really? The problem that he has is that Trump didn't ask his permission. That's all he had to do. That was my second guess. Can you imagine? All he had to do was ask permission, and, and, and it turns out Steven Tyler is a registered Republican, and he attended the Fox News GOP primary debate. And I had no idea he did that. Pretty interesting. Pop culture. Bye. There you go. What's going on, brother? Do you remember that uh, Dennis that went and killed uh, Cecil the Lion in Zimbabwe? Yes. Okay, so the Zimbabwe officials have said that uh, he actually did everything correctly and he will not be charged. Uh, you know, according to their investigation, so he he is free and clear as far as Zimbabwe goes. All right, so uh, are, is it all are all these idiots that locked him out of his office and left signs and 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 toy lines out in front of his office? Are they all going to now line up and apologize, or what's what's going to happen? I doubt that. There, there's nothing about that there, and, and I'm sure that they could care less. They're, they're where, where did you where did you even see that update? Because I don't see that on any of the main media. Do you? It's on TMZ. Yeah. 
It's only in TMZ. Right. TMZ's not ABC, NBC, or CBS. They seem so to those have networks the are all info, ignoring it. But they seem to always have the most info, though. They really do, man. i got to tell you, Harvey Levin really got something done there. Anything else? Uh, I know you hate when I talk about the Kardashians, but... Here we go. Um, they've been sporting Adidas gear a lot lately, so people are thinking that maybe they've got some kind of um, endorsement deal with them, which kind of makes sense. You know, uh, cameras are always on them. There you go. All right, we got to get out of here for the entire crew. Joe Pags back again tomorrow. Same time, same place. Yeah. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.